All pleasant good morning to everyone and welcome to another edition of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Today's guest menu looks like this, special guest co-host Willow Brown. Also, Mike Jones, linebacker uh, for Southern University, joins us in our number one. And then in our number two, Southern University basketball player, Drayshawn Allen, joins us. Here's what's trending on the Carlos Brown Show. You just saw a clip of Southern University's uh, band. Well, the band will get new uniforms for the first time in six years. That's good news. I always like positive news to start off the show. Also, with Southern University, um, from the Office of Commissioner Devontae Lewis of Louisiana 3rd District, has awarded Southern University's A.W. Mumford Stadium $1.265 million to make Mumford Stadium energy efficient. And this includes LED lights. And uh, um, according to my other source, they'll be able to uh, change the color of the lights during the game. So the atmosphere at A.W. Mumford Stadium, new lights, courtesy of Devontae Lewis, the Office of Commissioner, the Louisiana uh, 3rd District. That's what's trending on the Carlos Brown Show. Willer, good afternoon to you in the Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> good afternoon, Carlos. How are things going? Uh, going pretty good. Hey, another uh, day to be alive on this great planet, although it has some problems. It's good to be alive. In other words, what can Brown and Brown do for you, Will Brown <laughs> and Carlos Brown? <laughs> Melody, producer of today's show. Welcome back, uh, Melody. Appreciate you. Um, band uniform, Willer. As a sitting associate AD with head AD experience, <laughs> you always got to be happy uh, to... Uh, get good news in this this sense it well there, there's no doubt about that carlos no doubt about that and you know six years is a long time to go without uh new uniforms you know i couldn't imagine a football team or a basketball team wearing the same uniforms for six seasons and uh so you know it's got to be that's, that's, that's got to be a plus right there hopefully uh the material is something that's a little bit more climate friendly uh, you know how these band uniforms are, these old wool uniforms that they like to wear and kids falling hot. out as they march in and all that sort of thing and stuff. So hopefully it's a little bit more climate and energy efficient. But uh, I would say it's something that's, that's long overdue and, uh, you know, uh, something that definitely probably was needed. No doubt about that. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, when you say it in six years, you're absolutely correct. Um I don't know, maybe in a perfect world, perfect situation, what would be um, a time frame between a, a, a new set like they're getting now and then uh, a, another set of uniforms? What, what, uh, what's, what's, what's the years? I'd say probably every three years, maybe, Carlos. Ooh, that's you know, tough, huh? Uh, and I, I, would, I would think that, you know, yeah, roughly two and a half, three years because the band is, you know, they're doing other things outside of 
you know, marching for athletic events mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing. So they're in the uniforms a little bit more often as opposed to a football team or a basketball team or something such as that. And, uh, you know, quality of the uniform means a lot too. You yeah. know, if, if, you, if you're getting uh, cheap material, then quite naturally you're going to be replacing it a little bit more often. You know, if you're getting uh, good stuff and you're paying good money for it, you know, you uh, nominally expect to be able to, you know, string it out a little bit longer, that sort of thing. So, you know, it's all about, you know, what you're trying to do on the, on the front end that's going to determine how long you can keep them going on the back end. And, and, and let's just be honest, when you're looking at uh, HBCU bands, they're, they're part of the, the culture, you mm-hmm. know, of the game day atmosphere. So when they look good, and then, of course, they sound good, mm-hmm. at least in most parts, it makes everything just great. That, that mm-hmm. great, uh, game day uh, atmosphere. Um, the Office of Commissioner, uh, Devontae Lewis, a special shout out. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to him. $1.265 million. Big mm-hmm. uh, Mumford Stadium, more energy efficient, LED, LED lights. And um, that's that's a good thing to me. Um, that's, again, part of uh, the, the, the game day experience uh, when you have night games. Or when if you have afternoon game and, and it's partly cloudy, you put on the lights, it, it, it's going to add to the experience. Mm-hmm. Even more so, Carlos, you know, it's great when you don't have to wait 15, 20 minutes for the lights to warm up. You know, number one, you know, it gives you it gives you your coaches some flexibility in terms of practice times. You know, if they want to get out there at 5 a.m., that sort of thing, then they're able to do that. And, you know, everything is fully lit up, that sort of thing. Or, you know, if class situations prevent them from going, doing the uh, prime three to six hours, that sort of thing, then, you know, they're, they're able to do that and, you know, don't have to worry about things from a safety point of view, that sort of thing. So, you know, that, that's, that's, that's all a plus right there. No, no doubt about that. And, you know, you know that, you know, these LED lights and things like that can get to be quite expensive. So, you know, for the commission to, you know, step in and uh, carry the load in terms of the cost of that, you, you can't, you can't beat that at all. Yeah, when you just say it costs them, look at that, but no, it's energy efficient. And mm-hmm. you see it in my house, LED lights. Mm-hmm. So uh, now uh, I'll get back to you and see if the electricity bill, what kind of <laughs> savings <laughs> we've gotten. But, you know, you, you really don't think about that. You know, maybe the average fan, you mm-hmm. know, that's an expense, you know, so mm-hmm. if that can help on the energy costs. Hey, you check that box off as well. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to make a difference from, you know, from a cost point of view. No doubt about that. You know, when you're energy efficient and, you know, you're cutting edge in terms of, you know, your electrical uh, uh, comings and growings, you know, it's definitely going to make a difference in terms of the, the energy bill. No doubt about that. So, you know, like you said, average fan doesn't look at things like that. And, you know, naturally they wouldn't. But, you know, from an athletic administrative point of view, you know, you, you're looking at all of that. So, you know, all those things are the things that you got to take into consideration, you know, when you're talking about having X amount of home games and, you know, all that sort of thing. So, you know, you, you got to be you got to be wary of all those costs. And, and you know, and, 
and and you guys have a tough job, uh, Wheeler, because you you really, when things are going right, yeah, you you get a pat on the back. You hear mm-hmm. some congratulations, but more so, you know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. It's it's when things are don't go the way that we as fans, uh, you know, alum. When we look at things, maybe it's not moving as quick as we would like. Mm-hmm. You know, different projects that you, you're looking at and you want to see them, you know, take place quickly. Mm-hmm. But but then there's a there's a lot of other things that go on as being an athletic administrator. And so all of that to say you, you do have a tough job. You you mostly hear things when uh, their perception is things are not moving as fast or or you're trying to get this project done, that project done, that's when you kind of hear a, a lot of the noise. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. And, you know, folks just have to understand that, you know, from an athletic administrative point of view, we definitely have to prioritize. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about that. So what may be more important to uh, Joe Blow, the fan, may not be as important to, you know, Wheeler Brown, the, you know, athletic administrator. Uh you know, we, we got to slot these things in order. You know, we know that the dollars aren't necessarily there to mm-hmm. lump everything in a pot and get everything done at the same time. So, you know, we, we got to strategically look at these things and, you know, kind of pick and choose, you know, what's, what's important here, what's important there. You know, also taking into account, you know, gender equity issues, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you don't want to do something for the, male sports and not do something complimentary for the female sport. And uh, so, you know, as you're thinking through these things, all those things come into play before you decide to make uh, that particular decision. And now with that being said, you know, I, I've said, and let's see if you agree with this. Director of athletics, staff, you can, what, to me help will help if you're out front and if things are not going the way you thought it would, you know, be transparent and and, and be in control of the narrative and get out and let everyone know your lums and what have you, you know, strategically, we need help here. We would like to do this, but we can't do it right now. You know, title nine and and where I'm going with, with Southern university, they have a locker room project that, um, they would like to complete, but according to what I'm hearing, it, it won't get done um, this season because the, the the what they were trying to do was have it before the first home game, but because of other things, you know, Title Nine issues, um, my source says different needs that they they have a lot of mm-hmm. needs that they need to get accomplished. Mm-hmm. Then why not come out and just let everybody know what's uh, going on and, 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 and how you, they can help. Gotta, you you have a good point there, Carlos. I guess my thing would be, you know, when I when I first heard of the initiative, mm-hmm. you know, we're just talking maybe a couple months ago, maybe. Yeah. You know that they really started the initiative. So in my mindset, right away. You know, I was saying, I hope they're not thinking that this is going to be complete by the first ball game. That to me just mm-hmm. did not seem to be a you know realistic timeline. 
mm-hmm. you know, to be able to raise the funds and then get everything done by the first ball game. You know, you're you're talking this is something that at least you're talking eight, maybe nine, maybe ten month, you know, window, you know, mm-hmm. because you're gonna have to raise the funds first before you do anything else. Nobody's moving, you know, unless the dollars are in place. Mm-hmm. You know, so you spend so much time getting the, the, the funds in place, you know, then you got to bring in the construction and, you know, uh, uh, all the other things that go along with that. So you're talking about another uh, a- lengthy, lengthy time frame. So I don't know if that window was a great window in terms of, you know, putting it out there and saying, you know, we want to have this done by uh, the first ball game. You know, I mean, it probably would have been better if this is a 12 month project or 18 month project. Or 24. Yeah. Or this is something that we would like to see or like to have in place and up and running by fall of 24. Yeah. It it, it sounds like you're saying it's a a process that has to be uh, undertaken. It and, is. Um, it's a process, so that's what um, that you have to look at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I know. So, I, I mean, I'm un, I'm impatient, you know, and I know a lot of it. <laughs> and, and I understand there's there's a there's a process, but now since you put it out there that you would have liked for it to be done a completion date before mm-hmm. the first uh, home game, which would have been Jackson State. Boy, that'd have been mm-hmm. perfect. Uh, now that it's not, then just come out and strategically let everyone know where you're at in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- what time now will be a, a completion date? Even if you don't want to say a completion date, mm-hmm. but then just letting everyone know the process um, of, of where you're at now, being transparent. I agree. I agree with you 100%. And it may be a thing of folk not knowing where they're on the process. Well, yeah. So the the worst thing you want to do is to put misinformation out there. You know, sometimes if you don't know, Carlos, it's better not to say anything at all. Or just say, or just say you don't know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're on the drawing board, you know, we're looking at some things, that sort of thing. And, you know, because just like you said, you know, you're going to have to do a complimentary build or something within the women's sport, you know, if you're going to put all of this money into into football, you know, you're going to have to do something for a female sport at some point in time, that and you're going true. to have to you're going to have to do it very quickly, also, you know. So you need a companion project to go along with that, you know, maybe softball locker rooms or you know. Uh, Maybe yeah. soccer locker rooms or what have you, something like that. Volleyball, you know, you want, yeah, volleyball you're gonna, has knees. You want to have women. to do something, you know. There's, there's no doubt about that. So, you know, you, you might as well go ahead and try to knock those, those two birds out with one stone, you know. Because, and you know, I haven't been in Mumford Stadium in a long time. Are the locker rooms that bad? Well, they have the end zone complex, is how I call it. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if you remember that's 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 in the uh, north end zone. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And now that may be about nine or ten 
someone will let me know in the chat room how long ago that facility was built. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you look at Jackson State, you know, Alabama State, they have newer facilities. Mm -hmm. So it's it's maybe not an athletic uh, facilities war. And I know we should term it that way years Mm -hmm. ago, but you have to always update. Mm-hmm. Your, your facilities and I know it costs um, Southern University has a uh, uh, campus wide uh, projects that they um, want to implement and they've raised uh, uh, some of the money to mm-hmm. get that started with you know even um, dorms you know being replaced some already have been built and then they have an athletic piece you know with mm-hmm. a field house and uh, uh, indoor practice facility, additions to the stadium, mm-hmm. but you know I, I know it takes time, mm-hmm. and it's going to cost. Mm-hmm. But that is the world that we're in now. Mm-hmm. The facility upgrades. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, again, Jack State, a nice locker room. Mm-hmm. You know, turf, and I think you mm-hmm. told me all that was on the. Um, yeah, I, I had put done. together I had put together a proposal, uh, you know, before I left, you know, for mm-hmm. all of those things. And you know, the, the best thing about the uh, locker room situation at Jackson State, you know, we already had the facility there, mm-hmm. you know, with the with the Walter Payton, Walter Payton yeah, you know, and uh, you know, I wanted to move everything over there, you know, move football into the Walter Payton Center. Uh, move the Athletic Hall of Fame into the lobby of the Walter Payton Center. Uh, and, uh, you know, so you had the brick and mortar right there. It was mm-hmm. just a matter of, you know, getting the funding necessary to uh, change racquetball courts into locker room space and all that sort of thing. And, you know, you, you could take the existing uh, football locker room and, do something with that for, you know, softball, baseball, that sort of thing. And, you know, so you could really kill, in essence, two birds with one stone and not really have to build a building from scratch. Uh, So I I think, you know, in Jackson State's uh, space, you know, that was a little bit more comforting in terms of, you know, being able to get things done from a, you know, from a cost point of view. And, you know, you were able, you potentially to do something for male and female sports, you know, and, and one, and one fell swoop. So, you know, kind of, kind of worked out really good for them. Yeah. Well, you know, and, I, and I've talked to uh, some uh, personnel from the, uh, the different sports, particularly football, because it's, uh, it's the engine that, that, that runs the department. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they they would like to have an updated facility. Again, you, you look at um, Alabama State, Prairie View and them. Oh, I couldn't mm-hmm. mention them. Out, mm-hmm. You know, outstanding facilities, Alabama mm-hmm. State. So, um, you 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 need to uh, update your facilities. Mm-hmm. You know where you can. And and again, I know it's a process. You know, you have to get outside money really to help. And I, I term outside sponsorships, mm-hmm. you know, corporations. So um, just hopefully they'll, they'll be able to um, show something, 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, this time next year, mm-hmm. you know, because it won't it won't be done um, before the first home game. And you know, you look at the young student athletes, mm-hmm. you know, both men and women. You know, they're, if they're used to you know nice facilities where they come from, they, mm-hmm. well, they 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 would like to have some mm-hmm. at uh, the college that they've they've chosen. So and that would be nice, Carlos. You know, at the end of the day. Oh, you but know, I'm hearing a butt coming, to... Wheeler. Am uh, I hearing a butt? Uh, <laughs> am, am I about to hear a butt that's coming? But yeah, definitely. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to make sure that scholarships and things of that nature are in order. You know, because you know, it, it, in all actuality, they really don't care a whole hell of a lot uh, uh, what that locker room look like if you know you're giving me half a scholarship and. Uh, Alabama State give me a full scholarship. Well, you know, so I mean, so you know, you got to make sure that you know at at the end of the day that you know you are, uh, you know, your scholarships are up to par. You know, your scholarship funding is is where it needs to be. You know, needs to be more than adequate that sort of thing. And you know, if I want the best kid in here, I I got to pay for the for the best kid. Well, yeah. we're, we're going to get into and we, we're going to take a look at Southern University's um, uh, expenses, money coming in, the budget. We got a, a graph, two graphs, and then I got my information right here. Mm-hmm. And we'll go through through the numbers because uh, last week, you remember, when we were supposed to, uh, you're supposed to tell us mm-hmm. about the cost of attendance, mm-hmm. uh, talk about that. Um, <clears throat> also, we talked a little bit about ticket sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, so we can kind of get you know a little bit more into that conversation uh, a little bit later on in in the show. But for right now, I'm going to take a break mm-hmm. and schedule to have Mike Jones. Now he's a linebacker. Willie, you didn't play linebacker when you played football, did you? No, I played offensive tackle. I was the left left tackle, protecting the blind side. How come I should have known that? <laughs> I know I don't look like a linebacker, but I was a short I was a short nose guard. All right. All five right. five foot ten. Hey, that's that was the only height I was blessed with. Ain't nothing but, like being in the trenches, Carlos. You can't put you can't put a price tag on it, baby. You can't put a price tag on it. You're hitting on every play. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and then you 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 learn and you know when the career is over. <laughs> it's over. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Want to say a good uh, morning to everyone in the chat room. Let's let's call up some quick names there. Ad Drew. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Jay Lawson. Angela Potter. Good morning from what is that? Bram, Mississippi. Am I saying that right? <laughs> Angela, I hope I'm saying it right. Bram, Mississippi. Appreciate you. Uh, Jeremiah Clark, appreciate appreciate you as well. That's I'm looking um, on YouTube through that chat room, also the chat room on Facebook and and Twitter. Appreciate you. Go take a time out when I come back. Go visit with uh, Mike Jones. Back then you didn't want me. Now I'm hot. You're all on me. I don't know if you remember that song. Uh, that, that was a rapper there, but Mike Jones from Kilgore Junior College, he's scheduled to join us in a few minutes. 
You're watching the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. We shall return. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is Always Ultra Thin's reinvented with the Always Triple Protection System. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvée. for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics. There's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. Stride K-12 powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state-certified teachers trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall.
Welcome back to this week's edition of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. I'm Carlos Brown, joined by Willa Brown. I guess I shouldn't say what can Brown and Brown do for you. What, <laughs> maybe for this week. And now we're joined by linebacker for Southern University, Mike Jones. Mike, good morning to you, sir. How you doing? I'm doing great. Oh, boy, your voice is booming in there loud. Uh, we, we appreciate that. Um, Kilgore Junior College, now at Southern University. Um, talk about the, uh, the the recruiting process for you. Of course, Kilgore Junior College, from what I've seen, they need no introduction. A very great um, JUCO and football program. But just talk about the process, um, your recruitment to Southern University. Uh, man, it was a great process, honestly. Uh, I'm lucky to have a, a great program at my JUCO. Uh, you know, Kilgore College, we were, like, ranked 10 nationally, like, every year. You know, up there with, like, the Hutchinsons and the Butlers and whatnot. So, um, and we had a lot of my old teammates that, you know, went to their D1 schools. And, you know, we talked about it. It was really a, it was really beautiful, honestly. Like, everything lined up. And it was it was all in God's plan, man. Now, you're, you're, you're right now, what, 6'2"? 235, at least that's what it was listed. Um, correct, correct numbers for you? That's right, yeah. Well, linebacker, <laughs> uh, a, a position of need. Was that one of the reasons that you uh, chose Southern University, uh, the position of linebacker? Did you feel that they had a need for some linebackers? And then did you feel that uh, – you could come in and help out right away. Yeah, most definitely. And so um, with that being said, as far as, you know, picking up a junior college guy, I already have college experience. You know what I'm saying? It's not like on par with picking up a freshman and then you kind of got to mold them. Like I already know what, I already know what it is. You know what I mean? So pick up really fast. Now back to your recruiting process. Um, any other offers besides Southern university? Yeah, I had, um, you know, Mississippi Valley, which is really like the one that opened up like the HBCU kind of offers and uh, people in my my inbox as far as Twitter and then like PWIs like Lamar, UIW. That's interesting. So with that being said, Southern gets, you make the choice for Southern University. Um, Your recruiting visit, what did you enjoy about that um, as far as how university just kind of talk about that man the atmosphere uh i remember uh, one of the position coaches they had took me to the um the grambling versus versus us game was going on for basketball and just being in that in that dome just the atmosphere man just seeing seeing my people just thriving in there in that dome and just having the time and then people walking up to me it was it was really just the atmosphere was just beautiful there's nothing like sweat football for real and, and your coaches, I mean, of course, you you, you met them. Um, and, and Coach Dooley, of course, the head football coach, <laughs> he has, you know, a lot of experience. But then your position coach uh, would be well, as far, Coach Coach Graves. Yeah, well, as far as as far as Coach Dooley, um, really a man about his business, and he reminded me of uh, my old JUCO head coach was also a, you know, he was a black head coach. And it's funny because I've only had black head coaches throughout my like football career. So I think that's really beautiful for, you know, black men to um, connect with. 
you know, you know, uh, be father figures to young black men. But and it's funny because um, it's funny how God works. Cause check this out. So I found out on my visit that Coach Dooley actually grew up with my grandfather, and I think it was Ninth, ninth Ward, in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So that was that was like some small world uh, type stuff. Well, that that seems like that uh, will. That seems like that was maybe a, a sign there, because um, because yeah. like, it sounds like Mike, you, you were, and correct me if I'm wrong, you favorite going to uh, a, a HBCU one way, way way or the other, and that's the experience that that you wanted to to have. Absolutely. Mike, let's talk about where you are academically and, you know, what's, what are your goals from an academic point of view? You know, where, where are you trying to take this thing at the end of the day? Well, right now, uh, my major is uh, history. And then as far as uh, academically, you know, I'm a all-A student as far as uh, the summer. You know, I'm a full qualifier. So you're going to see me suited up this coming season. Oh, wow. We're not going to ask you if uh... – we never ask anybody if they think they're going to start, but you believe that you can contribute uh, right away. And then, too, follow that up. Talk about some, uh, some of your um, teammates at that position, linebacker. Um, well, you know, we have Jalen, you know, and uh, I'm sure you guys know Rose and Jalen. Really just super quick, uh, instinctive linebackers. You know, I say I've, I've watched their film, you know, being connected with a uh, film and just being at practice with them. And we connected like super, super quick. It was like almost like oddly how quickly we connected. And it was just like in this. And I've only been up here for the summer. And it's it's like I've known them for years already. So I think and that's really a connection like that is really how you get a team one and oh each week. It sounds like Wheeler uh, Mike is talking about, you know, also the, the chemistry, mm-hmm. um, you know, being involved with, with, with your teammates. And I guess right now it's more of um, in summer school and then conditioning, working out. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we had a couple of Southern players on, defensive tackles, uh, uh, Zachary uh, Christian and uh, Rasheed Lyle. And they, they, they basically talked about, you know, conditioning and, and just getting yourself prepared both academically and af- uh, athletically for the upcoming uh, football season and fall camp. Talk talk about talk about the uh, conditioning going on right now. Working out. Um. Hey, look. Hey, hard work ain't easy, man. And easy work ain't hard. So look, I'll be lying if I said I I want it to be easy. But I think you know we have a pretty good strength conditioning coach. Um. You know our our old one had went to Auburn. He was he came from LSU. From what I know of, I didn't really get to meet him. But you know he he were hey look. Hey, Louisiana humidity ain't no joke, man. So that's all. Uh, 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 <laughs> no, 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 wait a minute. Now I gotta, I, I gotta jump in now. Uh, Wheeler, last week we had Jelani Davis, and people are still emailing me about that. Did you mention humidity? He's from, um, well, he was in Jackson, and he said Jackson, Mississippi, was hotter to him than. Baton Rouge, and I had some people DMing me saying, "Tell Jelani just wait." He hasn't seen it getting <laughs> hot, but the humidity difference. And so, Mike, when you mention it, uh, it's something you have to get acclimated to, correct? <laughs> yeah, most definitely. But with me being from, so my hometown is uh, Houston. So me being from Houston, like I'm same weather should be right. 
Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So I mean, it's not like it's a it's a huge deal, but you, it's a difference though. And so each difference, you just gotta get acclimated to it. And it's nothing. It's nothing that should affect anybody or me during game time, though. So yeah. Well, nothing. Willow, we're looking at the footage of uh, Mike and from uh, Kilgore. Um, am I saying that right, Kilgore? Yeah, Kilgore College. Mm-hmm. Was there. Well, this was this was actually. Um, this is before this is before the season. I got some. I don't know if you're pulling up on Twitter, but I got some uh, in season footage that uh, that the coaches up here really like. Uh, well, I, I must have missed that one um, uh, unless our producer <laughs> can pull it up <laughs> right quick. Um, but, I, you know, I'm impressed with what I saw right there. Mm-hmm. But um, talk about your strengths. You you believe as far as on, on, on the football field. Uh, most definitely uh, quick twitch, high motor, and speed. You know, uh, really instinctive. Those are, those are like my uh, my biggest strong suits. You know, just really just a hard worker. But I don't like to speak uh, too much, too highly on myself. Like, you'll see it. Like, I don't have to say I'm a hard worker. But, like, all my teammates know, like, in the weight room, like, me and my uh, my linebacker, uh, Jalen, we, we put the most weight on squat, bench, like, you name it. So, What's what's understood doesn't need to be said. So, right, I, I understand. And, and, and Willow, when we ask a question about strengths, then we come back and ask about what mm-hmm. you think you you need to work on. And um, that's always interesting because it's, it's always something you can work on that you want to improve on. Well, most definitely, uh, you know, fluidity and flexibility. I think I think speed and that goes hand in hand. And I think. Uh, at any level, a lot of people kind of uh, neglect that. So, you know, just working on that, getting in and out of breaks. Um, I think that that can always I can always work on that and get that, you know, better. more definitely. Now, before you know it, it'll be fall camp coming up, Charlotte, and then the season as as athletes. Do you peek at the schedule or you you don't really worry about the schedule? That'll take care of itself. I, no, I'd be a fool not to. You see, we we have the game. I've already I've already been watching film on uh on Alabama A and M Jackson State. I've already been watching film on these guys. I already seen they they spring they, uh spring game and whatnot. I feel like if you're too lackadaisical, that's when you kind of go in with a mindset of like uh this is anybody can beat you at any moment, no matter what division conference. So you you be I'd be a fool not to uh already be like looking at my schedule and, and will that's that's interesting because last year of course uh southern finished first in the western division made it to the swac championship game against jackson state with that with that being said mike does the team the guys use that as motivation to say we got to the championship game now we need to make that next step and and, and try to win it is that motivation for you and the guys yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't take a step backwards. We would only take a step forwards, and so that's why you you incorporate you know a lot of JUCO pieces and uh, um, um, people from FBS schools. You know, we have some safeties and transfer uh, receivers. You know, just just filling the missing pieces because people graduate. You know, this is college football. You know, people graduate, go to where they need to go. You know, people transfer to different schools, and so you you fill in those those uh, those blanks. And so, yeah, we're not trying to step, take no step backward. You know, we're definitely trying to um, bring guys that are bought in, you know, and try to be 
like I said, one and zero every week. So, in other words, expectations, um, and that from from an athletic standpoint, their motto is Southern is the standard. Expectations, you guys feel like you can deal with those expectations, and, and that's not going to be a problem. Absolutely not. Matter of fact, we we want the eyes actually. Like being eyes having on us, it would only help with recruiting, help with money flow, ticket sales. You know, it's gonna make Dooley look good. It's gonna make the players look good, and it's just more of an opportunity. Like, what, what, what's, what's better than a team always going to the playoffs and making back-to-back uh, championship appearances? You know. Okay, well, I'm gonna go to uh, Wheeler. If you have mm-hmm. a question or two, jump right in. Um, I'm, I'm gonna look in the chat room. Got a question for uh, Mike. Mm-hmm. So I'll read it. Can you ask? If he will play inside linebacker or outside linebacker, that's a good question. In the chat room, you got a question for the guest? Just ask way, and I'll relay it. Well, I can I can play both. Um, so at uh, Kilgore, I played inside and outside, and so really, really, I think me, with me being versatile, it really it can only help my team, you know. So if someone goes down, like oh, he can. Did this and that, and like I can do, I can do both. Now, as far as what I prefer for my, uh, for my, for my build, would be more so inside. But I'm like, look, a lot. You hear a lot of guys say, "I play defense." Hmm. I play like I play defense. You understand? So if you understand the game of football, you can plug plug anybody in each way, and they can be successful. So yeah, because even last year, uh, you had Jordan Lewis when he. Came to Southern University. He was defensive end, pass rush specialist. Then he moved to, to, to linebacker. So you know he was able to you know play both positions. Which one takes inside or outside takes the uh, the more IQ or phys- and physical ability, or it's it or is it even whether either position you play in? Now it's definitely inside for sure. Most definitely, we're the I mean that's that that goes without being said though you know is uh, inside we're, we're the quarterbacks of the defense you know so not only do we have to know we're, what we're doing we got to know what these uh, ends are doing got to know what our, ta- our tackles are doing corners safeties and we have to relay that off so I mean end is end is end is is pretty self explanatory but you know it, it it also takes some IQ I wouldn't say it's like easy or nothing but it takes some iq right. you know well you know willard you know my my limited definition of a linebacker he supports the run he helps in pass coverage he does a little bit of everything very very important i'm an old former defensive lineman you know it's you know it's it's it's, it's a different thing <laughs> <laughs> So, Mike, what's your personal goal for this year? Uh, my personal goal, um, honestly, you know, have fun with my teammates, um, get wins, uh, and really just build, build, build my, um, build my name. You know, like coming in, I know a lot of people didn't really uh, know my name from being from a smaller school like a JUCO. But really just, uh, you know, building my name, making plays, having fun, and, 
man, just enjoying enjoying the swag. I'm looking forward to that that Bayou Classic. And it's funny because I was talking with Coach Dooley, and uh, I don't know how he wants to do a story on it, but so I was I was born in New Orleans, and so um, and then we were displaced by Katrina, and I was actually in the Superdome when I was five or six years old. And I, w- I was telling Coach Dooley, I-, I said, it's amazing how God works because the last time I was in the Superdome was during Katrina, and the next time it will be is for the Bayou Classic. So, man, it's, be- it's beautiful. Like, it's, it's, that's, not, that's not something that just happens every day. It's, it's really just beautiful, and everything just lined up perfectly. You know, I, I took care of my business at my JUCO, you know, stayed out of trouble, uh, kept my head on straight. And everything, everything manifests if you put your mind to it, man. And I'm, I'm here. Yeah, that, that that's deep, man. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. we know about uh, Hurricane Katrina and the damage that was done. But, 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 but look at you now, brother. <laughs> yeah, man. It was, it was, it was, it was scary. Like I was a kid. I was uh, with my mom as a single mother. You know, and it was. I thought the world was ending. You know, I was such a kid, it's, and it, I still play back mm-hmm. memories from it. It was so traumatic, even though I was six or five years old. But when it's so traumatic, you you won't forget it. And yeah. so, yeah, and, and I mean, you know, even in, in Baton Rouge, we didn't get, of course, affected as New Orleans, but um, you know, a lot of New Orleans natives moved to. To, to Baton Rouge, and now some of them are still here, you know, and, and, and they bring a a, a, a a nice mix to to Baton Rouge, even from a, a cultural standpoint. Mm-hmm. So uh, sometimes from a thing that happens like that, good can come out of it. At least you can look back on it. You, you, you're blessed, brother, because uh, mm-hmm. hey, look, look where you're at now. Uh, another question for you. Is there a linebacker, Mike, that you pattern your game after? And if given a choice, a sack or an INT? Thanks, Joseph. Great question. Well, uh, model my game after. Um, I watch a lot of uh, 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 Darius. I watch a lot of Darius uh, Leonard. I watch a lot of his game. Matt Milano mm-hmm. for the Bills. I watch a lot of his game. Uh, um, who's another linebacker? Yeah, and of course, Ray Lewis, obviously. You know, just really just great all-pro linebackers, you know, that play at a high level. Um, and as far as the the, the second INT, I think, I think, honestly, INTs are definitely better on the stat sheet. Cause as far as like sacks, and I remember I remember watching this interview, and a guy was saying a lot of sacks are like, um, how would he say? It's like stat sacks because the INT obviously that gets the defense off the field, puts the offense on the field. But like, say you get a sack, and it's like, mm, like it's a you know it's a passing down. It says it's like third and short. It ends up being like you got to punt the ball, mm-hmm, get off the field. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. So it's not as impactful. I, I say it's like an INT. So I definitely go INT because INTs can turn into a pick six quickly if the blocks line up. So now Willer, he said a name, <laughs> Darius Leonard. Yeah, South Carolina State. Mm-hmm. Now you know what, Mike. I'm gonna tell you about this. <laughs> South Carolina State 
and Southern in the Swag Meat Challenge. Leonard would, and, and some some may agree or disagree. He was the most dominant linebacker that I've seen in over 12, 13 years of covering Southern University. And that game literally came down to South Carolina State had a guy wide open. When I tell you it wasn't anybody 10 yards, it was probably a breakdown of coverage there. And the receiver dropped the ball. Everyone in the stadium just gasped. I, I literally almost had a heart attack. And I was much younger then. But anyway, he he was very dominant, very dominant, one of the most dominant defensive players I've seen come at AW Mumford Stadium. So when you mention that, you know, mm-hmm. his name, I just I just thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, uh, Mike, we appreciate the time. Any closing comments you would like to uh, make to not only Jaguar Nation, but you know, you have other uh, fans and alums. From in the conference, that uh, trust me, they're watching, and if they're not watching now, they'll they'll watch the replay. Most definitely. Uh, as far as a closing statement, man, it's I can't wait for the season. Like it's everything. It's it's so beautiful, man. Like swag football in general, the atmosphere. You know, uh, brothers and sisters coming together and supporting uh, Southern University and other HBCUs is is really is really beautiful, and I think. It goes without being said that everything going on in the world right now, as far as politics and, you know, brutality and whatever, riots and protests and COVID, I think it goes without being said that as far as uh, our people, African-American people, we need to uh, stick together more than anything. Because if COVID wasn't a testament of togetherness, I don't know what will, you know, so... And it's, it's bigger than the game of football. Like, you know, doing interviews like this, you know, the, a younger person might see this and he might, he might, uh, it might spark an idea, you know. So, and I appreciate both you guys, you know, for doing interviews like this, you know, uh, to black athletes, getting their name out there. And it, it is really a blessing to have a platform like this. And it's, hey, look, I can't even, I can't even think of words to, <laughs> can't even well, put it in words, man. Well, I appreciate it, and, and, and at your age, to, to be where you're at now and doing the positive things, you ought to be commended. I think about my niece, who um, just finished her first semester in, in college, and the things that she had to go through, um, the pandemic, then the, 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 the flood in Baton Rouge in 2016. So those things, it gives you a lot to think about, and um the place that you are in now, uh, you ought to be uh, congratulated mm-hmm. and uh, and your mother and, and your family because you're definitely going in the, the right direction. And um, I'll just say I appreciate the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we look forward to this upcoming football season, mm-hmm. 2023 for Southern University. And uh, wish you much success and um Willer. And Mike, uh, best of luck to you, man. You know, sound like a, a really, really great kid. You know, I know you're a grown man, but, you know, all you guys are kids to me. Right. Yeah, I'm six, 68 years old, so, <laughs> you know, that, that says a lot right there. But, uh, you know, always keep your head on the swivel, baby, and, you know, always be aware of your surroundings and, and what's going on and, you know, have, have no doubt things are going to work out the best for you. 
you know, get get that degree at the end of the day, you know, means more than anything else that may be out there. And I uh, have no doubt that you're going to be successful in whatever it is that you aspire to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, football, you know, it, it's a key. A lot of a lot of uh, a lot of younger guys. I'm 21, but a lot of younger guys, even older than me, you know, foot, I tell football is a it's a tool. It's it's a tool to break generational curses. Mm-hmm. And so. You know, me using it as a tool, I'd be silly not to use this resource in, in the best of my capacity, whatever, whatever, whatever um, road I might take with it. Yeah. Well, you're on the right path. And any adversity, I'm sure you will overcome it. Um, we'll talk again real soon. Um, a lot of people are commenting in the um, chat box, chat room about um you as a person and um you know we we in this interview we talked a little, uh, a little yeah. bit of every, everything and so uh enjoy the rest of your weekend we'll talk again real soon appreciate you you guys too all Take right care. that was mike jones i, I kind of wish i um i guess in in, in my pre show uh information uh I probably should have come up with some in-game footage. But anyway, you live and learn, you adjust <laughs> on, on, on that one. Uh, thank you, Kenneth and Angela. Um, Melanie says, Willie, you do not look like you're pushing 70. You don't. <laughs> I, 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 only, I only thought you maybe were a few years older than me, Willie. <laughs> What can Brown I, I and Brown wish. do for you? I, I know that's right. I know that's right. Oh, oh yeah, but you know what? You, you know, you take it one what what one day at a time, huh? <laughs> that's it. That, that's, that's all you can do. That is all you can do. <laughs> uh, when we come back, it'll be hour number two. Now we can get into some of the uh, uh, Knight Newhouse College Athletics uh, mm-hmm. database. Um. Look at expenses, uh, revenue for Southern University, and then you'll talk about cost of attendance. Then in the bottom of the second hour, mm-hmm. uh, we'll visit with uh, Dreshawn Allen. He's a member of Southern University's uh, men's basketball team. And you know what, Willa, right now, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm going to have some more information about some uh, soccer signees mm-hmm. on the women's side. And before anyone gets on me, which – Rightfully so, they can. <laughs> we were talking about Title IX. I'm going to reach out to uh, some of the, uh, the women, mm-hmm. student athletes, and, and invite them on the show mm-hmm. and, and talk to them. So uh, I, I want to be Title IX compliant. <laughs> and, and we all can do a better job of that. Oh, no doubt about all that. All can do a better no, job. No doubt so, about that. No um, doubt about that. I'm, I'm just going to have to punch myself on that. Maybe I'll... I'll have to find some kind of punishment for me. But anyway, <laughs> that's what I plan to do. Take a quick time out. When we come back, it'll be more of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers voice time and time again. Conversational. Powerhouse. Intelligent and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E dot com. Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice dot com. Always on, all the time. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton, Esquire, 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407 407- Four nine four one four seven one, thamptonlaw.com. Majesty is a premium health and wellness tea line focused on bringing delicious yet healthy tea blends to the community. Filled with an abundance of vitamins and antioxidants, we work to blend teas with exotic spices and fruits to produce scrumptious and wholesome beverages. So check us out at mymajesties.com. That's M-Y-M-A-J-E-S-T-E-A-S dot com. My Majesties, an Urban Passport member. Welcome back to 
this week's edition of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Yours truly, Carlos Brown. You know, in my earlier days, I was known as uh, the franchise. You remember that, Willer? <laughs> I, I gave that nickname to myself, I guess. I yeah. heard that. Because <laughs> you took them, that's for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. Because you remember when we first met, uh, it was a swag media day. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you were a guest on uh, on the other show that I had. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think we hit it off right away. We agreed to disagree yeah. on, on, on a good bit of things, but it was just great, uh, you know, conversating with you. And uh, and you gave your opinion. I gave mine. <laughs> and uh, you probably were right most of the time. But, you know, <laughs> hey, that's the way it goes. Um, please. um Hit the like button, like, subscribe, and share uh, this show, Black College Sports Network. We definitely uh, appreciate it. If you're just tuning in, you missed uh, Mike Jones, linebacker for Southern University, and Willa, a very, uh, very uh, smart guy, mm-hmm. both uh, on the field and off the field. Mm-hmm. But mostly everyone is kind of commenting on, um, you know, the interview. They enjoyed it, and Mike Hype presented himself mm-hmm. as far as uh, uh, he's he's going to go places. And he the more opportunities we're able to give kids like that, you know, the the better off that they're they're going to be. Yeah, because you know, a lot of times, you know, you don't really know what kind of skills these kids are bringing to the table. You know, and for them to be able to express themselves in, in venues like this, it's invaluable. It really is. Mm-hmm. Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, a guest next week on on this show. So we look forward to that. Got another surprise that I've been after this person for a good while. He's a famous quarterback that played in this, this conference. And now he's coaching. And he threw the ball a lot. And I mean a lot to... Uh, one of the uh, most historic receivers, not only in college, but the NFL. Got a clue of that, Willer? Who that could Willie be? Willie Oh, yeah, you, you spoiled it there. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I threw that softball out there. That was a huge one. Yeah. <laughs> I, want, I wanted to say Aaron McNair, but that would be almost impossible. Yeah, you got a long distance line, but, but you, uh, yeah, but you know, I, <laughs> I, I got a chance to see him play. I mean, just oh my goodness, wow, <laughs> tremendous, just just tremendous. Now, we're gonna talk a little bit about um, Southern Universities, and this was released last week by uh, Knight Newhouse College Athletics uh, database, also USA Today. And, and um, I saved the information from last week as far as ticket sales and stuff. But right here, you see the, the graph. That's uh, Wheeler uh, total revenue. Mm-hmm. Now, and then we, we're going to put up, Now, I hope I hadn't got myself confused off the bat here, but total revenue and then expenses. So we can see 18.19 million in total, total Revenue. Are you in 
Let me get your thoughts on that, Wheeler. 18.19 million. Well, Carlos, right it's off a- the bat, that, that's an impressive budget. Yeah, I mean, no matter how you want to slice it, you know, and we can have the boobers call in and say it's inadequate, so forth and so on. $18 million, uh, HBCU athletic budget. Carlos, that's a good budget. And, you know, especially when you're looking at the fact that at this particular time, you know, you're talking about sponsoring only 15 sports. Now, yeah. I know a couple a couple other sports are coming up online, that sort of thing, which is right. going to right. eat into this a little bit, that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, as I look over it overall, whew, call us a kill for $18 million budget. I mean, you know, it, it can always be better, you know, and I guess it depends on who you're trying to compare yourself to ultimately. You know, does it compare to the North Dakota states of the world and those folks? Probably not, you know, but, you know, for the level that, you know, Southern's at right at this particular time, you know, it's not a bad budget at all. You know, it's a a budget that screams to me, I should be winning some championships uh, in, in this arena, whatever that may be. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Win some championships? Yeah. Like Commissioner Cup? Yeah. Um, now, they they improved a little bit, but, of course, they were in, the I guess, the top four. Mm-hmm. But if you talk to some fans, here we go, some alums, well, should be doing a little bit better there. And, you know, and at one point, Southern University had won like eight or nine in a row. Mm-hmm. But that what have you done for me lately? I guess that was a, a ways back. But total, to, yeah, total revenue of that revenue, other revenue, uh, seven hundred fifty-six thousand one hundred thirty-eight corporate sponsorships, advertising, and license, seven hundred forty-six thousand seven forty-one. Now, donor contributions, zero dollars. Competition guarantee. Eight hundred and thirty-nine thousand. Now you saw that clip of mm-hmm. uh, Southern's band. That game was at LSU last year. Grambling mm-hmm. is playing LSU this year, coming up twenty twenty-three. But the the bulk of that money, eight hundred thirty-nine thousand. If I'm not mistaken, I think they got seven hundred thousand for the game, and then another fifty thousand to go to Southern as well. Mm-hmm. So that was like 750000 And as much as some didn't think much of the game from a competitive standpoint, mm-hmm. but from a financial standpoint, that was huge. Because if I'm not mistaken, McNeese Northwestern State did not get that amount to mm-hmm. play in that uh, play LSU. And I only have to go down the street to play. I mean, in essence, you know, mm-hmm. that was a big plus right there. So you're expenses were pretty much, you know, next next to zero or as close to zero as you could possibly get, you know, in the in the grand scheme of things. You're absolutely right. Um I won't go over every piece of number, but I guess I'll see which ones are the important and then Wheeler, you could um follow up with your perspective mm-hmm. on that. Um NCAA conference distributions, media rights and postseason football. 540,537. Talk about that. 
Well, you know, and and that's not a bad number at all. I think folks don't realize, Carlos, that the NCAA returns monies based mm-hmm. off of the institutional support from a scholarship point of view. So the more scholarships you give out for athletics, the more dollars you're going to get back ultimately from the NCAA at the end of each at the end of each year. So, you know, your schools, I, I'll just throw like maybe Mississippi Valley out there that don't give out as, as many scholarships uh, overall, their return won't be as great as Southern's return. And so, you know, at the end of the day, it pays to invest in your program from a scholarship point of view, you know, so that you're able to increase the amount of monies that you're getting back from the NCAA on a, on a yearly basis. So, you know, that's, that's, that's all a plus right there, no doubt. And so con- conference distribution, media rights, in, in that will be included like the NCAA uh, March Madness basketball tournament? Yes, that will be that would be portion, included. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that portion of that would, would be included. Uh, you know, the, I guess the conference has a formula, you know, in terms of you know, exactly mm-hmm. how much money they distribute, you know, to the particular schools, you know, because the conferences make their money off of the schools. You know, no, mm-hmm. no doubt about that. You know, schools pay dues to the conference every year, that sort of thing. And, you know, the conference is getting uh, – monies from you know the various deals and sponsorships and you know espn rights and media rights and all this sort of thing so you know i'm sure they have a formula out there for how much they're going to give these you know individual schools things of that nature so you know you got a few of those little areas that can be improved upon Mm -hmm. you know no no doubt about that yeah i I think the biggest thing i mean I, i look at you know you guys in terms of student fees at really 19% or what have you. Mm-hmm. I mean, some schools, some schools will kill for that lower percentage from student fees. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, so, I could tell a story when I was a, a, a student uh, at, at Southern University in, in uh, 20, <laughs> from 2005 <laughs> to 2010, but uh, yeah, student fields, fees. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll explain that another time, that that that, that mm-hmm. story. And see, um, I'll just go into it in terms mm-hmm. of comparison. Norfolk mm-hmm. State's Norfolk State student fees are right around $1,300 a year per student for athletics. Hmm. Percentage-wise, what would that be? Hmm. Ooh, wow. You can, I don't know if I can count that high, Carlos, at the end of the day. Well, you know, so, I, 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 mean, I understand. <laughs> any, any mathematician is watching. <laughs> put the put the um, who 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 got their uh, undergrad and their masters and their PhD. <laughs> I could know one. He's going to be a guest next week. Yeah, um, but I don't know what you know what Southern mm-hmm. individual student fees for athletics are. You yeah. know, but if it's only encompassing nineteen percent of the budget, it's not that high. Well, I'm going to get to uh, the actual student fees, the money for, and, and these mm-hmm. numbers are from 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, Southern number of sports teams, 15. It says total unduplicated athletes, 355, and the undergrad size. Because someone asked me, I, I said it was close to 7,000, 6,560. Mm-hmm. Now, in the heyday, 
Southern had uh, at 10,000 students. Mm -hmm. Then you do the math time, the, 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 the student uh, mm -hmm. fees and the athletic fee. Um, but um, moving on, ticket sales, 2,135,959. Institutional government support. Here's a big, big piece of the pie. If you see the graph. 9,776,037 and then student fees 3,396,000 and 30 uh excuse me 3,396,386 so you can see the graph in front of you mm -hmm. it, it kind of uh breaks it down and then of course you have uh, student and administrative compensation with severance one million six hundred seventy thousand four sixty-seven, and athletic student aid three million five hundred seventy-five dollars three hundred sixty-three. Mm -hmm. So student fees, ticket sales, ticket sales. We kind of looked at that last week, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see if I can reach over. Excuse me, and see where that ranked. I want to say it was seventh. Hmm. In, in the FCS um, level. Mm -hmm. And I think Jackson State was fourth. I think I got that right. Anyway, I'll look for it. I got it here uh, somewhere. But um, ticket sales, that's important. Mm -hmm. Student fees and institutional government support. Your perspective on that, Willer. Well, it's it's something that I mean you you want that to be on the on the heavy side. I mean I, I can't see there being any complaints, you know, from that from that point of view. You know, mm -hmm. if, if you want the budget to be increased now, you know, you're not looking at those areas in terms of the increase. You want to look at some of those smaller areas like your sponsorships and you know, things of that nature, you want to look at how can we help to increase those lines, you know, in order to increase the budget, you know, but you're looking at roughly what about 74% in terms 73% in terms of institutional support, including student fees. Yeah, I'm 72.41, you know, but who's gonna, yeah, who's gonna fuss who's at you about those numbers? Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I, I think from that, from that point of view right there, you want to keep that as close to where it is as, as possible. And if you're going to improve on some things, improve in some of those those smaller areas, you know, that, you know, you're really going to have to go out there and, and, and do a bank up job in terms of, you know, getting getting those particular areas, like your, your guarantee games, if that's a goal for you. Uh, you know, ticket sales, you always want to try to improve and, and you know, do a, make that go uh, higher, if at all possible. You know, your sponsorships, you want to make sure you're trying to do a bang-up job, you know, in, in terms of those particular areas. And, you know, if you can increase those three areas uh, by a couple million more, you know, then you're going from an $18.5 million budget to almost a you know, twenty twenty one million dollar budget. Yeah, you know, then you know you are getting into the playing field of of some of the bigger uh, FCS schools, that sort of thing. So, you know, but for those who want you to 
improve upon those things so you can decrease in the student fee area or decrease in the institutional support. Uh, you know, as we say, uh, Carlos, that's hustling backwards. Yeah, and I don't think I don't, I don't think you can call that progress. You know, even though you're increasing in some of those other areas, if you're pulling back, you know, at the same time that you're increasing, you know, you you're running in quicksand, and you don't you don't want that because you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah, and I, I just kind of look at some of the other information. Um... And you got a graph, FCS medium, and then Southern University and then college. And in a percent change of the budget that grew uh, by 32% based on from 2017 hmm. to 2022. Now, a big jump. I, I, now, I understand that, but also I know <laughs> much is given, much is expected, mm-hmm. but then the expenses goes up a, 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 as mm-hmm. well because I, I, I believe for the usually I know you try to have that that budget at the end of the fiscal year a plus or at worst mm-hmm. zero zero mm-hmm. zero and so southern um if I'm not mistaken they were a minus I think mm, well we're gonna pull it up minus five hundred thousand I believe Maybe maybe a little short of that, but um, Melanie, we'll put up um, the next graph, and there we go. Where the total expenses? Okay, and you kind of see the graph. It shows you right there. Uh, you got all kind of things that goes into expenses. Mm-hmm. Other expenses. Uh, 1.1 million medical 418,000. I'm just rounding them off. Competition guarantee 62,000. Recruiting, you got to have you know a budget for mm-hmm. that 84,074. Game expenses and travel mm-hmm. over two million dollars, 2.1 mm-hmm. million, and that's across all sports. Mm-hmm. Facilities and equipment, which is important, mm-hmm. $6.5 million. Coaches' compensation, $2.9 million. Mm-hmm. When you look at the footprint of the SWAT in terms of where the schools are located, Carlos, you know, it's mm-hmm. going to necessitate uh, a lot of dollars in terms of travel, that sort of thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of these trips you just can't take there. There's not a lot of one-day trips out there. You know, when you're talking about going to FAMU or you're talking about going to Bethune-Cookman or, you know, you're talking about going to, you know, for you guys, going to Alabama State or, or going to Huntsville to play A&M or, or what have you, that sort of thing. You know, ain't a, ain't a whole lot of one-day uh, journeys there, you know. And when you're doing that for, you know, your other teams like softball, baseball, Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, things of that nature, volleyball, you know, then those those that aren't bringing in any money at all, you know, then you, you know, those those costs can can get up there. You know, you all and you always want to be mindful of the student athlete experience, Carlos. So, you know, you don't want these kids out there taking long bus rides on game day and all that sort of thing. And, you know, you 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 got to be mindful that, you know, they're being treated 
uh, volleyball is being treated in the same manner as football is being treated and, you know, th- things of that nature. So, you know, it, it, those those things are going to cost and they're only going to get higher. So, I mean, the, those expenses aren't going down in the least. And, uh, you know, there's really no way to, you know, look at cutting back on those. And it's, it's just a bullet you got to bite and bite hard and uh, pretty much suck it up and go. Some of those are, are a, a necessity, mm-hmm. you know, as far as, and, and that's interesting because uh, we talked about um, facilities and equipment, coaches' compensation. Mm-hmm. That's all, that's all a part of the expenses. So eighteen point five nine million, and we saw we looked at that's expensive. Then we looked at the uh, the revenue. So it wasn't zero. Mm-hmm. At the at the end of the year, it, it was a, a a slight. When I say slight, <laughs> some else may not think of it that way. But uh, um, a, a deficit. We'll put it mm-hmm. that way. It, mm-hmm. it was a a deficit, but that budget was thirty fifth in the country, as far as you know, FCS mm-hmm. uh, with Southern University uh, ticket sales. Uh, I believe they they were they were seventh, mm-hmm. uh, or fourth in the country. So there are some things going going right, mm-hmm. but here's the but. But some will say, you know, with that, you know, that budget, Southern should be doing better as far as those 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 championships, the best overall athletic. Uh, department in, in the conference. I would say you should be knocking on the door at some things, Carlo. You mm-hmm. know, and and getting over the hump. You know, when opportunity presents itself. But uh, you you should pretty much be in the hunt in every sport. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I think the budget kind of dictates that. The budget kind of says that. You know, we we should be in the hunt in every, in every sport. And, uh, you know, but we all know that, you know, no year is is the same, you know, different situations happen and things come up and, you know, things of that nature. But you you always want to be in a conversation, like I like to say. And, uh, you know, with an 18 and a half million dollar budget, there's no doubt you should be in a conversation. Yeah, that's true. And if if you're not, you'll hear about it. We got to talk. We that's right. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, just even from the standpoint, uh, Jaguar Nation, mm-hmm. they animated. I'm trying to think of some more adjectives that you can say. <laughs> I mean, but you appreciate that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they they they're gonna let you know, and that, hopefully, Carlos, they're talking with more than their mouth. Well, you know, hopefully, that, they're reaching into something... their back pocket. For the yeah, first, but, and you know, so as, that's as something talking, everybody can improve on. There's no the, the doubt. Alumni, uh, what um, Jackson State mm-hmm. this past week, you know, fifty thousand was raised, not per se from an entity at Jackson State, mm-hmm. but um, I'm trying to think of, uh, of their name. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, a support, kind of a support group. And also mm-hmm. uh, a group that has a uh, a podcast. Congratulations mm-hmm. to them. That's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. 
that is helping mm-hmm. and supporting and giving back. And so mm-hmm. I'm making a broad statement. We all can do better. Yeah. Me, me included. We all can do better because if we don't give, then we don't have the right really to uh, complain. It's better to complain but give or mm-hmm. giving then you you can complain. Mm-hmm. Now, there have some that co- will complain and don't give. <laughs> oh, and by the way, thanks, Marlon. 2009, um, the uh, addition in the end zone, the field house mm-hmm. complex that you asked me about, it was 2009. Yeah. Okay. So it's okay. what, 14, 14 years yeah, old? Pretty much. So, yeah. That ain't, it's not, it ain't antiquated, but. And probably no. do some refreshing it up. Yeah. Refurbishing. And then, too, <laughs> we talk about maintenance, maintaining. Mm-hmm. When you mm-hmm. get something, you have to maintain it. You can get a mm-hmm. brand new car. comes off the lot or a truck. It depreciates in value as soon as you drive it off the park. Now, I can't really understand mm-hmm. that one, but uh, but you got to maintain it. All change. Mm-hmm. Tire mm-hmm. rotation. You know, I understand you have to clean the inside of the vehicle, keep that nice and mm-hmm. outside, but up under the hood is so important. Mm-hmm. So maintain it. Mm. So cost of attendance. And then we got about five minutes and then we'll get mm-hmm. to our next guest. Okay. How important uh, is, is that? Because I, I mentioned earlier to you last week and then we had, Roman Banks, director of athletics at Southern University, on. and that was something he was looking to to implement across the board. Mm-hmm. However, you said that still is tough because of what? You know, you, you the the main question is where do, where is the money going to come from? You know, where is it going to come from? You know, you just stated all the numbers that are out there for Southern and. You know, you eloquently stated that, you know, they were $500,000 in the red this past year. Okay. Give or take, so, give or take. Give or take, give or take a few dollars. So, so we'd say for the sake of argument, we'd say a half million dollars in the red. Okay. Uh, but you're talking about adding cost of attendance to this equation. You know, now the question becomes, where is this money going to come from? And That's number sports. one. That's not, and two sports. That's Wait number two. Is it okay? One, two, and three, then, three, three, I believe. Okay. Yeah. And you know, on top of that, what's your formula for giving that out? You know, we know that cost of attendance is designated by the institution in and of itself. So, you know, each institution's cost of attendance is going to be different. So Southern's cost of attendance is not going to be the same as Jackson State's cost of attendance, that sort of thing. So, you know, how do we alleviate getting into that kind of battle, you know, where we are competing against our sister schools uh, in terms of what what we're giving out? You know, what what formula are we going to utilize? Will the full scholarship kids get up to the full cost of attendance? Will the partial scholarship kids get a partial check in terms of cost to attendance based off of 
you know, the percentage of athletic scholarship money that they get. So, you know, will a will a thirty percent uh, athletic scholarship kid get thirty percent of the cost of attendance? You know, will the full scholarship kid get the full cost of attendance? That sort of thing. You know, so you got to kind of look at those things and you know how is it going to affect your smaller sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, so because you know, a lot of these sports are you know have walk-ons on them who aren't getting any athletic scholarship dollars at all. So therefore, they won't be getting cost of attendance dollars. You know, what kind of animosity? What kind of you know atmosphere are you going to be promoting? You know, inside of your programs. You know, when it when and if you add this to to the table, so somehow those things have mm-hmm. to be thought out and you know really researched that sort of thing. There's got to be some kind of fair and equitable formula somewhere out there, you mm-hmm. know, that's going to uh, oversee this process, that sort of thing. And so you know, it's it's a, it's a question that's going to have to be thought out long and hard prior to implementing it. But the the biggest question, Carlos, like I said, where's the money going to come from? Well, that's where you got to start first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, and and I'm sure that will come from outside, when I say outside sources, sponsorships partly or is it part, will be part from the, the university? Will sports dictate how much in the cost of attendance equation I'm not sure. Or would it be one across the board per scholarship student athlete? And another question, Carlos, is are there other things that are more important right now than cost of attendance? You just talked about from, the, from the locker outside. room project. Yeah, you just yeah. talked about the locker room project and all that sort of thing. You know, where does cost of attendance lie? In terms of all the other things that Priority. you know, trying to try, yeah. In terms of what what they're trying to get done, yeah. So I mean, do we put the locker rooms on the back burner and put three hundred more thousand dollars towards cost of attendance, yeah? Or do we flip that up, or hmm. you know, how, how we how, how we want to do that? That's going to keep everybody happy. Well, and, and then we mentioned earlier Title Title Nine uh, exactly uh, uh, issues you have to uh, address. So, mm-hmm. from the outside looking in, from a non-athletic administrator perspective, <laughs> I would say probably Title Nine issues number one, because then you you want to get involved with lawsuits. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I can say one and one A. Am I allowed to say that? One A <laughs> would be the locker room project. One and one A. Cost of attendance probably would be a little bit further down the line. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get out of that one. I'm going to stop right there because <laughs> I don't want to dig myself uh, a deeper <laughs> hole. But, but, you know, look, I'm I'm learning as well mm-hmm. as far as some of these things on a day-to-day basis that athletic mm-hmm. administrators have to uh, have to go through. But mm-hmm. again, th- this conversation we're having, 
I don't see anything wrong. And everyone, you tell me if if I'm wrong. I don't see a problem with going out and explaining and being transparent. And I'm not saying that ADs are not being transparent, Mm -hmm. but some are more than others. But to me, Mm -hmm. you get out and you control the narrative. Mm -hmm. And you get out and explain and let everyone know exactly where you are as a as an athletic department mm-hmm. and 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 let them know and be transparent mm-hmm. and but that, you got to have the blessing of your of your president carlos well, your president I, is dictating all that more so than the athletic director dictating all that well he could come with ad how about that and that's, that part is true too and that would be a big plus right there yeah, can they I'm, stand the heat? Can they I, stand the heat? I'm going to send out the invite, and, 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 and we'll, we'll we'll just see. I'm also mm-hmm. thinking about you know having peer ads on. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you know, I won't have four of them at four of them on at the same time, but maybe three mm-hmm. of them, and just mm-hmm. kind of bounce ideas back. And, mm-hmm. and, and I'm willing to bet that some of the same issues that are going on at school A is going mm-hmm. on at school B. And see, the yes. difference may be is how they address and are handling and how they are communicating mm-hmm. their situation. You'll mm-hmm. find out a lot of times you think you are going through something and nobody else is going through it. When you get to talking and communicating, you'll find out you're not the only one. Mm-hmm. And, and I, think the, I think the ADs communicate amongst themselves. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of communication going on with, within those particular circles. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not too many, not too many secrets out there, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, I, I know what, you know, Jason Cable's going through at Alabama State or, you know, I know what Akeem is going through at, you know, Mississippi Valley, that sort of thing. And, you know, so it, it's not, there. there are not a lot of secrets out there. And like you said, a lot of them do have some of the same issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, mine may be on a grander scale than yours is, and you know, so you know, it's it's, it's worth you know having that having that conversation out, out in public, if at all possible. Well, we'll leave this part done for now. We can always come back. Um, we'll, you know, it's the Knight Newhouse College Athletics uh, database. And um, I've kind of looked at not only Southerns, but others in the conference. So we'll, we'll kind of look at some other institutions where they are. Got to take a time out. Long overdue. And I apologize for that. Uh, coming up next is Drayshawn Allen, who's already graduated from Southern University, but he's a member of a Southern University men's basketball team. And we'll talk to him, of course, a new coach. Get his thoughts on that and where they're at at this point of their offseason. We'll talk to Drayshawn Allen, scheduled next. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Itchy, squirmy, scratchy, family not getting clean? 
Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get them. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton Esquire. 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407-494-1471. thamptonlaw.com. Nope. Nope. Come on, him. Ooh, I like him. The Quicker Picker-Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker-Upper. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Stride K-12 Powered Schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state certified teachers nice. trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall. back to this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Yours truly, Coles Brown, Willa Brown, special guest co-host this week. And uh, now we're scheduled to join with um, Drayshawn Allen. Drayshawn, as he's coming in right now. Yeah, he looks just like <laughs> on the picture on the picture I'm looking at. <laughs> That's him. Uh good afternoon, sir. Welcome to the Carlos Brown show. <laughs> How you doing? 
Look, right. doing, doing fine. Um, just looking at your bio, my from uh, Michigan, played in Wyoming, and, and now in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I was kidding you. What a uh, yes, sir. Yeah. Culture, a, a difference of culture. But um, how do you end up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, playing for Southern University after you know? being at other places in this country. Um, like you said yourself, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a big cultural shock. Um, um, and I love it. I love being down south. Um, I've been down south before, but actually like living out here and like experiencing, um, you know, the day-to-day uh, lifestyles um, is really like eye-opening. You know, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy it out here a lot. Well, you love the heat and humidity, I guess, or you've gotten accustomed to it, right? <laughs> uh, I think he has a yes, little delay yeah. there. Yeah, Michigan okay. cold, yeah. Oh, I can understand that. Talk about Coach Johnson, new head men's basketball coach at Southern University. I'm sorry. Um, you, oh, uh, you can hear me? I think it's breaking up. Um, I hear you now. I was asking about Coach uh, Johnson. Talk about him, the new men's basketball coach at Southern University. I, I think he's having um, Melody. Let's see if we can um, get him to log out and then log back in. But I was going to ask him about, you know, playing for um, Coach Johnson, the new men's basketball mm-hmm. coach at uh southern university great sean you're, you're back can you hear me now yes sir yeah i can hear you okay i was asked about coach johnson talk about him being the new men's basketball coach at southern university oh man uh coach johnson um i tell you he brings he brings the energy he brings the energy every day uh we're gonna get the best of him every day and he expects uh nothing less from us um i say he uh he's got a great foundation i love what he's building and trying to bring to the um you know the culture and the standard of southern uh, men's basketball and i can say like i it, it's on it's on it's on a whole nother level now um you know we were grinding right now this summer um we're working hard we're going about two to three times a day throughout the week. Um, but we also recovering, um, getting great nutrition. So um, it's heading in the right direction, I can say. And I, I love to see it. Yeah, it sounded like he uh, Dreshawn was, was talking about uh, Coach uh, Johnson and uh, setting the foundation, Wheeler, uh, with this mm-hmm. basketball team. They're working hard. Uh, in the off season, um, right right now, um, talk about you know you, you're a student athlete. You, your previous coach is gone now. How, how much of an adjustment, or is it a big adjustment now? You know, having a, having a new coach and uh, learning his ways and way he runs the program and his philosophy, his personality. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say, you know, it's a big adjustment. And it's crazy that you asked that because, you know, um, a lot of athletes go through this adjustment in this phase. 
days sometimes in their career all around the world. And um, like I can say I've been through it before in the past. Um, when I transferred from my last school from Western Illinois, my coach had got fired, but also the pand- pandemic had hit. So, you know, it was just a big, like, uh, misconvenience, you know, and for everybody around the world. So, but now I found myself back in that position again. And, you know, I, I at first, you know, you know, you kind of get worried because, you know, it's such a big change. You never know what's going to happen, who's coming in, you know, like you said, his, his you got to learn his style of play, um, his personality. You just never know. Um, but, you know, I just want to thank God that, um, you know, it, 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 he he kind of gave everybody a chance. You know, he, he just told us to hold us, to um, be men, you know, pass all our classes, um, do what we supposed to do off the court and do what we supposed to do on the court. And, you know, you got a shot at this. So um, I, I just want to thank God, you know, for the opportunity. But right now, you know, I think I'm handling it the best way possible that I can. Now, Dre Sean, you've graduated already. Uh, you, you told me when we um, communicated before the show. Does that yes, give Does that give you um, an advantage or extra motivation coming in with a new coach, graduated already, and how can you uh, maybe help uh, some new uh, student athletes to the team help with their transition? um it's a uh it's it, it's eye-opening for me because um i actually i have a fifth year so i'm playing for my fifth year right now um okay. you know through the pandemic everybody got an extra year so i'm actually gonna be playing but um um being graduated and being a senior um you know now i have to like lead by example um set the standard you know and um you know really set set the goals for real for real um i kind of feel like I'm maturing as a way, as a player, and as, you know, as a man doing this. And, you know, I can't wait to see, you know, what the future brings for it. Sean, are you working on your master's degree or are you trying to get another bachelor's degree? Exactly where are you from an academic point of view right now? I'm, I'm going to go try to get my master's. Um, okay. just, just, just because, you know, you always got to have a backup plan, but um, I think I want to go get my master's. Okay. That's very good. Your undergrad is in what? Uh, uh, sociology. Oh, okay. Yeah, took a couple of sociology classes. Will at Southern University, <laughs> and I will say I passed them all. <laughs> but you know, a, 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 a very good field where you know you have to really think and take account of different aspects of a society. Uh, I'll, I'll put it that way. Uh, visiting with Drayshawn Allen. Uh, from Southern University men's basketball team, how would you describe your play on on the the court? Shooting guard, point guard, combo guard, you do both. Um, I look at myself more as a shooting guard. I like you know running the lanes, um, you know catching and shooting, um, you know penetrating the defense, you know getting off the ball. So. Um, I look at myself more as a shooting guard. Um, I'll, I'll say in this offensive um, segment we got, kind of everybody, you know, if you get the rebound and you can handle the ball, you know, you really can initiate the offense. So that's what I do like about what's going on now. So, you know, I'm going to probably see a little bit out of two. But, um, you know, right now that's kind of like my role. Now, uh, some on social media have made, you know, uh, comments. They were saying that it seems like this team will be under Coach Johnson. It seems to be that it's guard heavy. Would you say that, or is just it happened that uh, 
that some of the recruits that he he's signed that come in, they're they're guards. But is it just going to be guard heavy, or is it just part of a piece of uh, the plan from a recruiting standpoint? Coach Johnson has implemented. You know, I'm not too sure, but I can say that I feel like we have, you know, a mixture of players. Like we got, we got our, we got our guards, we got our wings, and we got a handful of bigs um, who are going to be a big part of our offense this year. I will say so. Um, you know, right now our bigs are our anchors. You know, and I try to tell them that every day. Like, you know, we need y'all, man. So I feel like our bigs is going to be a big part of our offense this year. Now, talk about some of those teammates. I mean, we we've kind of been keeping. Uh, up to date on continuously signing some student athletes. Um, next week, we were going to put up some graphics that just recently that, that they, um, uh, Southern has signed. But talk about some of those teammates that you're bonded with in those summer uh, workouts. Oh, yeah, the guys, man. Um, you know, I, I say, too, another thing about Southern men's basketball it's like a brotherhood, you know, we, um, we always looking out for each other on and off the court. Um, so, you know, that kind of motivates us, you know, when we get in between the four lines to, you know, be for each other, you know, and fight for each other, you know, to get a win. But, um, I can say, you know, we are grinding it out right now. Um, some of the new guys that are coming out here, you know, they, they, they saying the same thing I say, you know, they loving the uh, Southern culture and experience. Um, it's a lot of, um, we have actually a lot of native, uh, kids on the team now, you know, from around Louisiana, so, you know, you know, they are mm-hmm. accustomed to it. So, right. um, I can say, you know, it's a big melting pot. Um, we got international kids, um, you know, you know, they loving it over here. Um, so, you know, I think it's a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting team, but, uh, you know, we ready, we ready to win, you know, we ready to roll. Yeah. And, and, and Willard, last year, um, you know, the Southern basketball team, the last two or three years, previous years, at some point in the conference race, they were number one. You know, going mm-hmm. in, but but it, it it didn't end uh, in the number one position. As a as a team, Drashawn, is that something that you 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 think about, talk about, and is that motivation for for you guys to say, hey, we we were close being number one late in the conference season? Is that motivation now to to say, hey, we can if we're that close, we can we can get over. Yes, sir. You know, um, and, you know, I, I've been on those past teams, you know, where we were number one, um, you know, through the whole conference. And then, you know, we, we plateaued at the end. And um, with basketball, you know, it's all, it's always about peaking at the right time. But Coach KJ, you know, he's trying to instill in us that we need to stay, you know, consistent the whole way. You know what I'm saying? So um, that that is motivation for us, you know, not to drop the ball, you know, at the end of the season, you know, just to stay steady stay focused, you know, to stay locked in. But like I said before, you know, we ready. Uh, we, we locked in this summer. You know, I'm excited for it. And, you know, I, I can't wait for everybody to see what's going on. You think it's a big difference? Um, I, I'm thinking you you guys probably always did things in, in the summer and previous years and, and, and bonding. But is it that this year seems to be different in that aspect? Maybe yeah, because sure. of a new coach? But and, yes, and maybe an influx of uh, of new people to the program. Mm-hmm. I'll say you know he um you know with the bonding stuff too you know he has us doing everything together you know we wake up early every day eat breakfast together and we eat dinner together at night 
you know, we got our workout groups, we got our team practices, we got our live schedule. So, you know, we, we're constantly seeing each other. And, you know, it's it's a different schedule. You know, I'm up every day, you know, almost before seven now. Um, so, you know, it's been a while since I've done that before. You know, you know, you have your occasional morning practice, but no, we every day up before dawn. So I think that that's motivation. And that's another thing that's keeping us, you know, steady and, you know, on a consistent schedule. Personal goals. I, I know they have team goals, but a personal goal for you this season. Um, a personal goal of mine, you know, is just, you know, to be myself when I'm out there, you know, to play with confidence and, you know, you know, play to my full potential, you know, going to, you know, it's my last year. Um, you know, I just don't want to leave no stones unturned. I don't want no regrets. Uh, when the season's over, I want to know that I left it all on the table this year, you know, so I'm trying to go hard every day, um, stay focused, stay locked in and stay motivated. And, um, you know, I'm just on God's timing right now. So, you know, Will, I hope Dre, Dre Sean Allen with my next question. Um, I hope he doesn't give me an answer that I'm I'm not gonna like, but let's see. Uh, from an NBA standpoint, do you have a favorite team? I I got a couple teams, you know. I, I'm forever home team, so you know I'm rocking with Detroit Pistons right now. But you know I'm, that's forever. I'm forever home team. But I, I like, you know, I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a LeBron fan. I won't lie. I'm a Lakers fan. So. Well, uh, uh, at least Wheeler. Drayshawn is not a bandwagon because now you're going to see all these Denver Nugget fans everywhere. And Drayshawn, I'm I'm a Miami Heat fan since 2006. Yeah. Hey, we lost in the championship, but I'm still proud of that 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 team. And um, you know, the draft just um, passed, and now free agents is coming up. Um, I'm just kind of interested in seeing, but Detroit. Pistons have a legacy and a history. And so now they got a great mm-hmm. new coach, Monty Williams. Uh, I think they'll I think the sky's the limit for them. They they're gonna trend upward, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um with that being said, um any closing comments you would like to uh make to to the audience as far as Anything you know related to you personally or a uh, Southern or Coach Johnson? Uh, no, I'm good. I just want to say you know thank you for having me on the show, and I also want to thank y'all you know for just you know bringing awareness to you know um you know black sports sports in general, college student athletes um you know the analytics. I love you know I was just watching the um, last little ten minutes before I got on. I just love you know what was going on, what was being talked about. So I want to thank y'all for that, and thank you for having me again. Appreciate it, and um you know gotta be. Title Nine compliance, <laughs> so I'm gonna have to reach out to some um, Coach Funches. Uh, by the way, got a new contract extension, Mister Athletic Administrator Willa Brown. I, I, I we'll, we'll talk about that at, in this last last quick segment. But I'm gonna reach out to uh, uh, women's basketball team, soccer, and, and have a chance to talk with them. So we got to be Title Nine and compliance, oh, yeah. track and field. Got to do all of that. But uh, Dre Sean, <laughs> appreciate the time. Have a successful uh, season, and um, we'll talk uh, again real soon. Appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Y'all have a good day. All right. Take you care, too. Dre Sean. Mm-hmm. That's Dre Sean Allen on the men's basketball team, 6'2", 175-pound shooting guard. <laughs> You know, Will, I like those guards that can do both combos. (laughs) Hey, 
But whatever you play, be well. In play that. it well. That's right. Play it Coach, well. Coach Funches now up to $150,000, got a four-year extension. For those who say Southern doesn't give you backing, and I always said, Willer, you probably won't get four or five or six up front, but you can mm-hmm. get it depending on how successful you are in getting those benchmarks. So he goes mm-hmm. to June 3rd of 2028. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 28. Um, but winning the tournament championship uh, this past basketball season, I knew he was going to get rewarded. Mm-hmm. And um, 150000 got some incentives in there mm-hmm. as, as well. What do you think? You're Mr. Athletic Administrator. <laughs> I, I think it was a good move uh, uh, on the AD's part. Sometimes I think that you're extra tough there, Willer. Uh, but but anyway, <laughs> I, I, I think I think it was a good move. You know, you you're giving a proven commodity. You know, they're just reserved, they're just rewards, that sort of thing. And you know, you you want to do that. You know, it's important that the people that you have that are doing good jobs, you know, feel just as a part of the entire situation as you know, the new people that are just coming in the door. And uh, it's important to the other coaches to see that, you know, if they too do a good job, that, you know, the AD is going to look out for them and, you know, try to keep them on board, that sort of thing. It's always tough keeping good people. You know, so, you know, Southern apparently stepped up to the plate, you know, in terms of, of keeping their women's basketball coach. Their salary isn't bad at all. You know, you got enough incentives there to, you know, kind of sweeten the deal, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, I was looking at the guarantee game uh, mm-hmm. portion. You know, I thought that was a bit much to ask for, you know, knowing that, you know, the women's game is not paying anywhere near as well as the men's game in terms of securing guarantees and, you know, in order to bring in 195000 in terms of guarantees on the women's side. You're gonna to have to play probably eight, maybe nine games, yeah. you know, in order in order to meet that threshold, you know, and uh, which means that, that you down know, a bit. Yeah, you're looking at, yeah, you're looking at maybe seven, eight, or nine losses, and, uh, and ten at, road at trips. Year. Yeah, you know, so you know, all those things have to come into come into play also. But well, let me well, let me know, quick, let me quickly ask you this because we're we're literally mm-hmm. about two minutes left. Less than two minutes left. Charles Edmund always talks about this on this show. That coach is hired. Uh, let me back up. He's going to be judged off of his conference finishes mm-hmm. and conference uh, play, not the outer conference. With that being said, and you've given pretty exam- plenty of examples in the past of rewarding the coach for playing all those guarantee games. Mm-hmm. So you agree with Charles that if if I'm an AD on the outside looking in, Carlos, and I'm the next hiring AD, mm-hmm. okay, if he has applied for a position at my university, 
Okay, and I'm looking at his resume and looking at his one loss record. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at his conference record, but I'm looking at his overall record also. Mm, you man. know, and so uh, can, you put, glad, can you, you put an asterisk? Can you put an asterisk by that? Yeah, I'll, you know, maybe you because can. you're going to be on the road. You're going to yeah. play ten money games, guarantee games. Mm-hmm. In some cases, twelve, and we mm-hmm. and we see that team for mm-hmm. the first time at home in person. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know, but I mean, but he gave him some security in terms of giving him a four year extension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so that was a plus right there. It's not like he gave him a two-year ex- extension, you know. And uh, so, you know, there's some give and take on both sides there, you know. But like I said, when coach, you know, tries to apply for that next position, wherever that may be, you know, it may be a, a conference higher than the SWAT conference that he's in right now, you know, they're going to look at that overall record. And some ADs may or may not give him credit for, you know, having to bring in guarantee money, that sort of thing. Some ADs may just look at the one loss record overall. And if it's not flattering, kind of keep it moving. So, you know, six one way, half a dozen the other. Yeah. And about sums it up. (laughs) (laughs) Want to thank Melody, uh, producer. Welcome back. Bang up job. Also, of course, Willa Brown, guest co-host, guest Mike Jones, linebacker from Southern University, and Rashawn Allen, basketball athlete for Southern University. want to thank everyone in the chat room on uh, YouTube. Appreciate you. And with that being said, um, we'll be back next Saturday at 11 a.m. for another edition of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Until next Saturday, as always, peace and God bless. And we don't have to see I'm going to do this for Charles. Oh, there you go. go. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye, folks. Go Jazz, go Swag, go HBCU Sports.